Welcome to Dog Save the People, a podcast about how dogs make our lives better. My name is John Bartlett, and I'm your host. Welcome to another installment of Freedom Ride, a special series on Dog Save the People, where we have smaller episodes with a person telling their rescue-based story around a dog who went from a rough situation to finding a happy forever home. Isabel Maxwell had grown up with dogs when she was younger, but didn't adopt her first senior dog until she was a mother with two kids. It was then that Apple came into her life and instantly changed her perspective. Eventually, Isabel started Love for Senior Paws, an organization whose mission is to advocate and support senior animals. Hi, my name is Bo Maxwell, and I am based here in Portland, Oregon. I grew up having dogs. It was just part of what we did. It was, you know, how I was raised. So by the time I was an adult and had two kids of my own, it was just, you know, my family without dogs. This was years ago and I was online checking my email. It was this call for help. We were in New Hampshire and there was a dog in Northern Vermont that was going to be put down if somebody didn't bring her home quickly. I read the email and didn't think twice. And my husband and I jumped into our car and we drove on Christmas Eve. Three or four hours later, we arrived at the location that this dog was at. Turns out it was a puppy mill. She knew we were coming. I called ahead of time and said, hey, listen, I got a message through the email chain and I'd like to come and get this dog. She said, well, I have to go in and get one more thing for her. I didn't say anything, but I followed her as quietly as I could through Vermont snow. And she went into the building and I I stepped in behind her and she still didn't stop me. And I looked around and I was horrified. I, I had heard about this before, but I had never seen it in person. And all of the dogs were in there and I'm looking at these kennels and I'm realizing they're they're cages. They weren't even kennels. I was looking at these cages and the urine and the feces was falling through into these pans and it smelled. I, I just can't forget it. And I was really upset. She turned around and she looked at me and instantly got defensive and said, you know, I follow all the rules. They're allowed out an hour a day. So she kept us outside 20 yards from the building and she said, you know, stay here, stay here. So we're outside, it's freezing cold. She goes to the building and she opens up a door and this Cocker Spaniel runs out. She ran out of the building and beelined for me. Like there was nothing else in the world. She saw nothing, not a single moment of distraction, ran right toward me, jumped up on my legs and looked me right in the eyes. It was like, take me home now. And she was so dirty and filthy. We drove with the windows down because the smell was so bad. So we had the heat blasting to try to stay warm. And she curled up in a ball in my lap. A lot of adult and or senior rescues, typically for a long time, they'll sleep curled up in tight balls. It's a little bit of a protection thing until they start to feel comfortable. We got home, we we bathed her three times. And when she was done with like the third bath and she started to get real itchy and everything else, I picked her up and I put her in the middle of my king bed and I said, girl, it's yours. It's all yours. First night, she just rolled over. She was like splayed out on her back. She snored so loud. It was ridiculous. I remember my husband looking at me like, really? This is what's going to happen now? I was like, yeah. But it took her a few times to realize that when we get in the car, that she's going to come back home with us or with me. And that was tough. She would shake, you know, for a while and be scared. But she was really quick to know that she was safe. And we actually named her because I was naming her with my kids and it was the apple of my eye kind of thing. And it was almost as if she couldn't get any closer to me. 
Apple had been home with us for a few weeks. We had uh, ordered pizza, you know, pretty standard. And one of my kids thought it would be funny to, or cute, to sneak Apple the crust of the pizza because he didn't eat crust. And she got the crust of pizza in her mouth, danced around the living room like she had won the lottery. She didn't eat it. She just kept it in her mouth and she jumped and danced. And I'm a mom of two kids, you know, but I've never had that moment of experiencing the gratitude that can come from a little being like that, that has suffered so greatly. It's so clear that they're rescued, that they know it. They are blissful and bouncy and happy just because they're with you. The other side of the story is that you know, my family was going through a lot of financial stuff and we had some really tough times and my kids were getting to those ages where they were, you know, out with their friends and exploring more and they weren't home as much. And, uh, you know, my husband worked full time. So when she would come up and she would, you know, put her paw, cause she was always next to my side, but when she put her paw on my leg to say, Hey, I, I just need a little connection with you. Everything else would stop. You know, the TV's on pause, the phone is put down back into this space of, acknowledging what's important and what's not important and helping us, the people, to live this amazing life. Apple and I were inseparable. We just were never apart. And she was with me for about five years before she passed. She passed um, 2011. I'll never forget it. I still have her dog tags hanging around my rear view mirror in my car just because I was never in my car without her. She was always, she was in the passenger seat and uh, I wanted to keep her there, but she changed my life. She was the one that really inspired me and woke me up. For me, uh, most of my life was pretty blessed. I don't really have a hard story that I came from. So Apple was my first sort of face-to-face with, you know, something not so light in the world, something a little bit more dark and a struggle that's just not okay. I will forever be grateful to her for coming into my life. After Apple, you know, you you wait a little bit, but you start to go to the shelter and see maybe if there's another dog that you can help. And I started to look more closely at the seniors. There's a different value and something very deep in rescuing an adult who needs you. I knew that for the rest of my life, the dogs that I adopted were going to be seniors. I wanted to do more, but that didn't really equate into wanting, you know, 30 senior dogs in my home. So (laughs) I wanted to help raise the awareness. And then that sparked the concept of love for senior paws for me. I started to talk to people who worked in the shelters and it became really clear that senior dogs take a lot longer to adopt. People are fearful of it. And I knew that I wanted to ease some of those fears, bring some awareness out there as to what it really means. Even though your time is going to be shorter, it's going to be a deep connection and it's going to be an amazing connection. And it's most likely going to change your life. I would love this moment to be a shout out to Apple to thank her actually for making me a better person. She taught me the value of compassion, and what's important. Hearing about Apple's journey from that awful puppy mill to such a loving home with Isabel was really touching, and it makes me so happy that they found each other. I also agree with her that senior dogs can get a bad rap, 
and not get adopted as much, but they have so much to offer and have so many advantages. And at the end of the day, they need loving homes as well. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dog Save the People, a podcast about how dogs make our lives better. This show is a production of As It Should Be, a content studio. It's made with the support of our producer and editor, Jack Summer. Special thanks to our composer and neighbor, Daniel Lampert, for creating the music for the show. You can subscribe to Dog Save the People on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like the show, please leave a review or rating. You can also follow us on social media. You can also check out the Tiny Tim Rescue Fund, my foundation, at johnbartlettny.com. Enjoy a walk with your dog and make it a great day for both of you.